Good morning. Uh, I'm in my Radical Theology HQ uh, in LA. Uh, it's about, I guess, 9.30. I've just been out for a jog, um, which is my second jog for in the last year. Uh, it was very short, like about five minutes. But I'm, uh, you know, trying to get some energy. I thought it was the, was the right thing to do. Um, so thanks for joining me. Remember, you can write your comments and your thoughts. Uh, I just thought I would um, have a few reflections on Burning Man and how I think it relates to religion and Christianity in particular and uh, see, see where that goes. Uh, as I say, I'm doing these more than blogs at the moment. Um, I kind of enjoy them. So anyway, Burning Man, and I haven't been to Burning Man yet, um, is a festival, as most of you know, on the west coast of America uh, that was started, from what I've heard, by a guy who was dealing with um, a breakup in his relationship. Uh, this woman left. Uh, he was very cut up about it. Um, and eventually, after kind of years of not really being able to move on, him and his friends uh, went down to the beach and they constructed an effigy of sorts. Um, and they burnt it. And this symbolized letting go of the past. Um, this was a powerful experience for them. They repeated it again the next year. And um, this continued to grow. And now, you know, tens of thousands of people meet together. Uh, they create these massive structures. Um, they create this huge temple as well. They put things in the temple um, that they want to let go of. And then on the last day of the, the festival, they burn these great um, effigies uh, as, a, as a kind of a way of letting go. It's this communal, destructive activity. Um, now, interestingly, um, I, I'm fascinated by this for a number of reasons, and I've spoken about it elsewhere. I'm sure you can get talks free online that I've given on this. Um, but this is a type of loss that is pure gain. This is a type of giving something up that is actually powerful and gives us something back. Uh, the loss has already happened. You know, the breakup with this guy has already occurred. Um, but by creating this ritual, he was able to let go of that loss. He was able to rob that loss of its sting. Um, and we all, you know, need these types of rituals in our lives. What's interesting to me is that Christianity has, at its very core, a sacramental activity that is very similar to Burning Man. Um, it has a meal which is uh, focused around a shared loss. Do this in remembrance of me, the death of God. So people gather together around a table and they eat and they remember this loss of God. It's fascinating that this is so central to to Christianity and it's, it's very central to pyrotheology and, and, and my work. And I want to reflect on it uh, a little bit here. Um, in the, the book The Divine Magician, as some of you will know, I make a connection between The Last Supper and a magic trick. <clears throat> magic trick very quickly generally has three parts. There is the pledge, the turn and the prestige. Uh, the pledge is where an object is presented to the audience. So, for example, if I have a coin, let me see. Um, 
thought I had a coin. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so you have a coin, and you go, okay, here, here's a little coin, nothing special about it, etc., etc. That is the pledge, right? An object is held up in front of people. Then there is the turn. The turn is where the object obviously disappears. So you take this coin and you rub it on the table and you see if you can make it disappear. Now you probably can't see this because um, it's a, a very small screen. You're probably watching on your iPhones. So it'll make it very, very easy for me to do. But if you rub it enough, what happens is the coin disappears, right? Goes into the elbow, that's the turn. But the trick is never over until the third act. And the third act is the prestige. The prestige is the return of the lost object. So here I have to go and pick up a book. I'm gonna pick up The World's Great Letters. I actually really like this book, it's very meaningful to me. Um, and we'll, we'll look up um, the letters between um, Eloise and Abelard, great love affair. Um, let's see, page 34. Here we go. Oh, and there was the coin all along. Now, obviously, I'm not going to give up my job uh, and become a a magician, <laughs> partly because I don't have a job and partly because that was probably the worst magic trick you ever saw. But the, the way it works is it, it, it illustrates the three parts of the magic trick. Now, what really happened if you were watching is when I was doing the trick, I held this coin in my left hand, was rubbing it against my elbow, right? But the turn involved very subtly taking the coin in my right hand and when, hopefully, you're still looking at my left hand, placing the coin on the back of my neck. And then the coin that was in the book is obviously a coin that was already there. I placed there just before I turned on the video. So what this means is that the prestige is not the return of the same thing that you lost. You lost a coin, you think you get the same coin back, but it's actually a different coin. Um, in the same way, uh, oh, and by the way, as an aside, uh, the early magicians used this term hocus pocus and uh, this Archbishop Tillotson said, you know what, I think that um, sounds an awful lot like hoc est corpus, what the priest says during mass. Um, and he said, you know, the magicians are kind of taking the mick out of mass. They're saying that they're just magicians. They're just doing what we're doing, but at least we're being honest about it. And uh, in the book, The Divine Magician, I take this seriously and go, actually, I think Tillotson's right. But whereas Tillotson thought this was a terrible thing, I thought it was a very profound insight that actually the Eucharist has this type of structure based, uh, built into it. So you have the bread and the wine. This is the pledge, the sacred object, God, the divine. Now, traditionally, in religious terms, God is seen as the guarantor of meaning which means God is that which guarantees the structure of the universe, the meaning of the universe, why things are the way they are, etc., etc. So you have the sacred. Then you have the turn, and this is where you eat the bread, you drink the wine. This is the disappearance of the sacred. Where is it? Where is God? You know, God. And then there's the prestige. And you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting. You've had this loss of the sacred. And then you, have, you get up. 
and uh, you talk to the people around you and someone's lost their job and you go up to them and you offer your commiserations and then you say, listen, I know someone's looking for somebody. Um, I'll put in a good word for you. Or somebody else is ill and in hospital and you go and you visit them. And you realize that this is the prestige, right? That you lost the sacred as an object, God as an object, but God is now, you are the body. You, God is there in spirit in your activities. So in Burning Man, a similar thing goes on, is that you give up something. You acknowledge the death in a ritual. And then you're able to take that thing that you've given up and integrate it into your life. The spirit of the person you've lost is carried with you. So say, you, for example, you lose your father and you're devastated by it. But over time, you're able to let him go. You're able to mourn. You're able to remember. You're able to do that work of mourning. Then you can carry something of his spirit in your life and in your work, you know, as, as you go on in your daily life. In the same way, in the, the Eucharist, Eucharist, you have this idea that you, you lose the sacred, but you take up the spirit in the third act. The spirit lives on and you take that meaning on in your life and in your activities. So in this reading, the, the kind of the radical core of Christianity is experiencing the loss of meaning and the loss of this overall structure, experiencing kind of the loss of God as some object in the world that you love, and then discovering God as that which you find in the act of love itself in taking on responsibility for your actions, in taking on responsibility for your life, in taking responsibility for political issues, uh, and trying to work for a better world. So there's some uh, initial reflections on Burning Man and the Last Supper. Now I'm gonna have a little look at some of your questions and thoughts. So I'm gonna bring you closer to me. There we go. My eyes are not as good as they used to be. Okay. Uh, oh, hey, Stephen from Copenhagen. Fantastic. Um, there's a big vote going on over in Europe at the moment in the UK, whether um, Britain will remain part of your, the EU or not. I'm obviously hoping that they will remain uh, part of it. Uh, Nathan's asking, is this a cup of gin? No, this is my morning espresso on uh, my favorite little cup, which is a Damien Hurst espresso cup. You know what, they're terribly made. I was able to get one, they're all sold out now, um, but it's um, it's all cracked, it's not not well made, but it's, it's kind of cool. Um, mm. There's Tracy, a Canadian touring Ireland. If you're touring Ireland, you'd better go up to Belfast. I mean it, Tracy. Go up to Belfast, because people go to Ireland, although you're Canadian, so you probably will. In the US, everyone goes down south. Dublin, Cork, Galway. Galway is particularly beautiful. That's all very good. But a lot of people don't go north. But uh, the Canadians do because a lot of Canadians have connections up there. So go up north. Go to Bush Mills, the oldest distillery in the world. Go to Giant's Causeway. Find out about Finn McCool. And uh, go to Belfast and hang out in the Cathedral Quarter. Go to the Sunflower, best bar in Belfast. Um, there's a little secret cocktail bar in Belfast. That's my favourite cocktail bar in the world called APOC. So check that out. There you go. Um, worst trick I've ever seen, Ray. Get out. Leave the room. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I also do kids' parties. 
Um, I can do balloon animals, usually like intestines, that kind of stuff. Uh, nothing more complicated. What was the book again? Oh, The Divine Magician. Not that I'm trying to, you know, get you to buy my book, but there are blessings if you buy them. Prosperity and health. Um, also a few curses. I curse a few of them just to make it like Russian roulette. You don't know whether you're going to get prosperity or whether everything's going to go to pieces. But, you know, there you go. Um, okay, so have a few comments, uh, no questions on that. I hope that kind of makes sense. As I say, basically it's saying that, it's the same as in the Rothko Chapel, which I also love. Uh, the Rothko Chapel is this chapel of pure negation. In Houston, you go in and it's a space that kind of critiques your your meaning structure, critiques your identity. It's a, it's a kind of void-like space. And Burning Man, you're joined together, not by your shared identity, but by your shared loss. Um, and I say in Christianity around the Last Supper, uh, the Eucharist, you're gathered together around a shared loss, but it's a shared loss that is a pure gain. And that's the clever thing. Just like in Burning Man, it's a shared loss that is a gain. So this is a loss of a religious notion of God that, that ends up in a gain of what I would call a religionless notion of God. What Dietrich Bonhoeffer meant, I think, when he said, to, give, to live as though God is not given is to live fully before God and with God. And he called it religionless Christianity. To live as though God is not given as an object in the world, you know, this object out there, to ritualize the loss of that God you, and, and give yourself to the world in joy and in love is actually the way of discovering the God that is spoken of by the prophets, the God that is spoken of by the mystics, the God that is spoken of by those who are into social justice, those poets, those uh, atheists who give themselves to the world, the God that is spoken of by the humanists who will live and die for their fellow human being, um, those people who have ultimate concern in seeing the world become a better place for the people they love, uh, the people they don't love, for their neighbour, whether that's next door or thousands of miles away. All right, um, thank you for tuning into this. See if there's any more questions. Uh, Aaron, does the science system work at the kids' parties? Oh, I hope the science system's working. I hope you can hear. Are you going this year to Burning Man? Um, I, I've never been to Burning Man. I find it very, very interesting. Um, I would like to go this year. I need to find some tickets, so I'll probably go online and see if anyone can sell me a ticket. Uh, if anyone can sell me a ticket here, let me know. Um, oh, there's Curtis. Hey, Curtis. How do you prevent that religionless Christianity from becoming a religion itself? I see people going to Burning Man just for the sake of going. Absolutely. And if you talk to anybody who goes to Burning Man regularly, and they're called burners, um, they generally have that critique and concern. It's kind of just like church. Um, they kind of go like, and it's basically the tendency to take something that is ultimate and it's something that connects you with that which is beyond yourself, something that, that is, you know, that is powerful. And over, the t over time, it becomes domesticated. So Curtis, I, I, I think that's always a danger um, for any movement, uh, for any institution. I believe in institutions. Burning Man is an institution. It's something that has its own rituals, its space. It happens within time. I'm a real believer in that. But um, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort by people to keep it true to itself. From what I can experience and what I know of Burning Man, I've done, gone to some of their events. 
is that there is a lot of crap there like there's a lot of new age stuff there's a lot of like we can be one with the universe there's a lot of a lot of this and it, it takes away from i think the, the central ritual which is we know what we're all here together in our brokenness in our loss of oneness in our disparity in our dis-ease and that's what brings peace but what i love about burning man is in the midst of all the other stuff that's going on it has space for that but its central ritual is we make peace with the loss we communally join together um, uh, in that loss and so in the same way christianity has a lot of elements that i think are problematic i think most of actually existing christianity is a is a kind of uh you know can act against the central insight of christianity just like i can act against it but that the central rituals um still have operative power whether we know it or not <laughs> um uh, Stephen's asking, was that a chapel, Rothko Chapel? I was talking about, yes, Rothko Chapel in Houston. Um, I just brought that up because, you know, we think of Christianity and we think of religion often as that which gives us meaning, gives us insight, gives us ideas, tells us how to think about the world, ourselves, God, why we're here, where we're going, all of that worldview Christianity. But when you go into something like the Rothko Chapel, it's kind of a space of subtraction. It takes things away, you strip things away, and and um, you know that's how I read Christianity. It's radical core. It's not about um, adding stuff, beliefs, views, ideas. It's about an experience of subtraction from a type of being, a type of existence. Um, you know that's what conversion is for me. Is like the the crucifixion, the cross, literally meant you were subtracted from religion. You were cursed of God. You were subtracted from the political system. You're no longer a citizen. You were subtracted from the cultural system. Crucified naked outside the city. You were a nobody and a nothing. Crucifixion was this experience of loss of identity and loss of um, um, loss of everything that kind of gives you sense of meaning you become the complete outsider the trash of the world and i think that there's something very important about that in christianity where there is this loss um this subtraction from our political religious and cultural worlds our identification with the outsider um where god is always found on the on the outside anyway it's kind of probably getting a little bit too theoretical and all of that um uh, but thank you for joining me. We're coming up to 20 minutes and um, I, uh, I hopefully will try and check in in the next couple of days. Take care. Have a great day. Bye.